to learn a little bit about Parshat Noach. A little Parashat Noach is the uh, kind of parasha that you could really get involved with and not leave easily, but we'll just have to pinpoint a specific issue, a problem uh, that makes sense for us to look into more carefully. Let me just fix my... Uh, Okay. And uh, the the name of the Sheur is the Orev and the Yonah. You know that when Noah saw that the flood had ended, he sent out the kind of messengers to see what the situation, there was still a lot of water and the ark was floating along in the water and he sent out the the orev, the raven. Raven came, didn't really go very far and came right back. We'll see what the, what Chazal say about that. And then after that, he sent out the Yona. And we want to think about that process. Why did he do that? Why did he send out the Orev? And further, why did he send out the Yonah? And did they accomplish what he thought they would accomplish? That's uh, like something to look at. So let's look at the Pesukim. Pesuk, Perik Chet, Pesuk Hei, Vamayim Hayu Haloch V'chasor, the water kept coming down, Adachodesh HaSiri, until the 10th month, Right, the first month is Nisan. You can figure that out yourself. Be'echad l'chodesh, on the first day of the month, near'u rashei heharim. So it was clear that the water was subsiding. The water subsided. Pasuk vav, pasuk vav, v'ahimi keitzar ba'im yom, v'ayvtach noach et chalon ha'teva asher asa. So Noach had a window, and after the waters had gone down somewhat, he opened he opened up the window in the ark which he had which he had made. If you look at Rashi, Rashi and Pasuk Vav. It's kind of like three inches down on the sheet. When the Pasuk says you saw the top of the mountains. He opened up the window. Rashi says, Litzohar, for light. This is not, not the door. He didn't open up the door. Now, why did Rashi say that? He says, Litzohar, he opened up the window. The window which was made to bring light into the teva, below ze petach teva. This is not the opening of the ark. The way you get into it and out of it, asui libi aviyitziyah that is made in order to let people in and to take people out. The way that the people who went to the into the teva, they all went into this door, right? Pasuk zayin. Pasuk Zion. Vayishalach et ha'orev. And he sent the raven out. Vayitzei yatsova shov. 
it went out and it came back. Yetzel show reminds me of a, a Kabbalistic notion that, you, that, that spiritual experience has its ups and downs. And one of the implications of spiritual experience is, of course, the fact that you have to come back to the real world. That a person, even though he is perhaps uh, spiritually uh, ennobled, he can't just be in that state all the time. I mean, even that person has to kind of attend to his own personal needs. There's no way to avoid it. So that's Yatsova Show. That's what it reminds me of. But Chazal explained it differently. Yatsova Shov, Rashi, quotes Chazal saying, The raven went out, but it kept flying around the ark. It didn't go away. Right? Like Mekishivotateva. Velo halach bishlichuto. He did not accept the shlichut, the job that Noah had given him, but he was very worried about his female companion. He didn't want to leave her. Who knows what's going to happen? He did, just didn't want to leave her. And this is uh, the story that is told in Masechet Sanhedrin. You get back to the Pasuk. Uh, go back to the Pasuk. Vayishalach et ha'orei vayitzei etzov ha'shov adyevoshet ha'mayim mi'al ha'aretz. And while uh, the, uh, the orev is flying back and forth, the water is drying out. There's, uh, there's hardly any water uh, Hardly any water in the world that's left in the flood. Rashi says, The simple explanation is what you think it is. It got dry. Everything was dried. But there is a medrash, a story that accompanies the psukim here. That the orev was actually ready, prepared, standing uh, firm for another shlichut, for another uh, job that he was supposed to, he's supposed to do. The atzirat gishamim b'mei Eliyahu, the job of stopping the rain in the time of Eliyahu shenemar va'orevim. The ravens brought him bread and meat. I mean, Eliyahu was sort of like an exile. And he was fed by the Orvim. He was fed by the Orvim. So, like, what is Rashi? What is Rashi quoting that, that Chazal? Because I think if you look at the... Uh, there's something missing here by Yishalach et Noah sent the Orev to do something, but the Orev did nothing. And if the Orev did nothing, why does the Torah tell us that Noah wanted to send the Orev to do something, but the Orev did nothing? Because somehow, 
somehow the nothing of the Oreb is important because in history the Oreb is going to be sent out right in history later on and and the strength of that idea is rooted here that no it says though the Oreb has an unfinished unfinished business he has to help out Eliyahu. He has to do something. Noah sent him for a purpose and not for no purpose at all. Pasukhet, Vaishalach et Hayonah. So then Yonah sent the, Noah, sorry, sent the Yonah me'ito lirot ha'kalu ha'mayim mi'al p'nei ha'adama. He sent the Yonah in order to dis- to determine whether the waters had had, uh, had subsided. Rashi says, Vayishalach et ha-yonah, the sof shiva yamim, at the end of the seven days, sharei k'tiv ha-yachel od shivat yamim achirim, because it says in the following posok, another seven-day period began. V'chlal zeat ha-lamech ha-parishitov, v'chal shavi yamim. So what is it? What is he, he talking about? V'lo matzah, pasuk tet, v'lo matzah yonah manoach l'kaf raglo, that yonah did not find respite. He had no place to rest. He had no place to put his feet. You know, birds, they sit on things. V'atosha ve'lav, el ha'teva, ki ma'im al penei, kol ha'aris, he went back to the ark because the world was still covered with water. Vayishlach yado, and Yonas put out his arm, Vayikacheha, Vayaveotai love, El Hateva. Right? El Hateva, and this is what? <coughs> okay, the next Pasuk, the next Pasuk says, uh, Pasuk Yud, Vayachel Od Shivat Yamim Acherim. There's another seven-day period, meaning that the previously there was a seven-day period. That's Rashi, right? Vayachel Od Shivat Yamim Acherim. Vayosef Shalachet Ayona Min Hateva. So you see that Yoda sent, uh, like the Orev, had proven himself to be unacceptable. He's not going to take the job. He's not going to do it. Whereas the Yonah was prevented from doing whatever it was that uh, that Noah wanted because of the physical reality. So after seven days, Yonah said, I want to send another shaliach. I want to send another emissary out into the world. Who am I going to send? I'm not going to send the Orev because the Orev denied his responsibility in this case. He wasn't going to do it. But Yonah, the Yonah, was willing to do it, just he couldn't. So he sent the Yonah, he sent the Yonah yet again. Yet again. Vatavo elava Yonah le'et erev. V'hinei alei zayit harapifiha. So the Yonah went le'et erev, right? Uh, it was nightfall. And hinei alei zayit, a olive branch, was grabbed into his mouth. Noach, Kikalu Hamayim, Me Al Haaretz. 
Okay, that's what it says. Rashi says to Rafafia, Omer Ani, Shezecher Hayalechan, Lachenkor Opa Amayim, Lashoch Zachar Opa Amayim, Lashon Nekeva. Vishakol Yona Shabamikra, Lashon Nekeva. Kemoshir Ashirim, it's like Yonim Al Afike Mayim. Rochatzot. Right, another another pasuk, right? So the so Yonah is sometimes masculine, sometimes feminine. It's also true that the name Yonah in modernity, and also before modernity, but the name Yonah in modernity is sometimes the name of a boy, and sometimes the name of the girl. Sometimes there's a distinction made with the emphasis Yonah or Yonah. Right, sometimes some people who are careful are able to make that kind of the distinction. Pasuk yud bet. Vayachel od shivat yamim acherim veishlachet ayona velo yesva shuv elav od didn't come back after another seven day period. The yona disappeared and did not return. Right, and then pasuk yud gimel. Pasuk yud gimel. Vayhi ba'achat v'sheish me'ot shana b'rishona b'echad l'chodesh charvu ha'sham amayim me'al ha'aretz. There came a time, there's a date, that the waters dried up al p'nei ha'aretz, me'al ha'aretz. Vayasar noach et mechseh ha'teva. Noach took off the cover of the, of the ark, maybe the roof, the ceiling. Vayera. And he looked out, and he saw he saw the earth, he saw he saw the ground, because the waters had subsided, and what was left was what was under under the earth. Pasuk Yudalid lechodesh asheni b'shiva b'shim yom lechodesh yevshah aretz. And the Torah tells us the exact date when you considered that the world had dried. Right? The, the Mabul was over. You could actually go back to earth, to live in in the earth. That's Pasuk Yudalit. Pasuk Tedvav. Pasuk Tedvav. Vayedaber Elokim El Noach Lemo. Tsei Min Oh, wow. You see that Pasuk? Pasuk Tet Zayin. Pasuk Tet Zayin. Rashi says, Rashi is the sixth wide line in the on the sheet. Atav Ishtecha. Ish Veishto. This is where where Adam and his uh, Noah and his wife were permitted to have sexual relations. Right, sexual relations. Basuk Yudzayin. Basuk Yudzayin. Kol hachaya asher itachamikol basar ba'ovlovihimamikol aremes oremes alaharz. All the living things that are in the ark. Hotsei. Or hide say, 
take them out with you, and then they will multiply in the land of Baru Ravu Al Haaretz. So there are a few questions, a few questions that I would sort of think that we could think about together based on what we learned, based on what we learned. The first question is, of course, why did Yonah send birds? Noah. The second, no, no, I'm sorry. Why did Noah send birds to spy out the land? And I'll strengthen that question in a moment. Why were the birds the black raven and the white Yonah? Why was that? Why were those the birds that were chosen by Noah to spy out the land? Why was it that the Orev could not figure out where to go? I mean, Chazal say it because he was worried about Mrs. Orev. But in fact, as far as we're concerned, he was not much of a messenger. He didn't do what at all what uh, Noah wanted him to do. Yonah, on the other hand, did. He gave back information. He told, uh, he sort of indicated that the flood was over. But the question is, if you look again at Pasuk, uh, Pasuk, uh, Pasuk Tetvav and Tetzayin. Tetvav is by the Berlo Kimel Noach Lemor. And God now said something to Noah. This is the beginning of things. God's new directive to Noah. Pasuk Zion. Say min hateva atav ishtichal banecho nesheva necha itach. Hashem says to Noah, go out of the teva now. Now is the time. So if God is going to tell Noah when he should leave the teva, when the land is dry, when the return to human enterprise in the world that was created is possible, then why did Yonah send the Orev? Why did Noah Noah send the Orev? Why did Noah send the Yonah? I mean, mean, God is going to tell him. And God did tell him. I mean, what, what is the point of the information that the Yonah brought? I mean, after all, a branch of an olive, a branch with an olive on it. I mean, what difference does that make? What difference does that make? Yonah, Yonah, Noah didn't have to do a thing. God was going to tell him, to describe to him what it is that he has to do. That was the story that was the story of Noah, and the story of Noah came to an end in a remarkable fashion with a command from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The command from HaKadosh Baruch Hu was, go out of where you are to the place that I want you to be. I would say that there's a similarity. There's a similarity to what HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Avram Avinu, but that's only in next week's parsha. 
The story of Avram Avinu, as you know, begins with a tzivui, with a command. Vayom Hashem el Avram lech lecha me'atzachami moladetachami beit avicha. That means that who is Avraham? Who is he's the person who received the command and accepted that obligation and went to Eretz Canaan because HaKadosh Baruch Hu obliged him to do so. That is the nature of things that keeps the world going and Noah was privy to that as well. HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Noah to say, you go out and then take everything, everybody else in the Teva out with you. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Noah. So what do we need the Oray for? What do we need the Yonah for? I mean, what exactly are they going to be telling Noah that he has to know, that he has to know? So let's remind ourselves. Let's remind ourselves of, uh, if you look on the second page, and remind ourselves of Breshit. You know, Breshit is a very long parish. It's hard to, to discuss it at length in one week. So we're learning on the second week. Reshit Barelo Kimita Shamay Veta Aretz. Okay, that's a difficult pasuk because it maybe it's a introductory pasuk and that this general idea that God created the heavens and the earth is going to explain further on. But we're interested in the second pasuk. The second pasuk is full of new information. And there was a kind of a mess. That's a mess. And and uh, 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 the thing about a mess is it's very clear what you have to do with a mess, and that is that you have to straighten it out. You have to unmess it. Mess is a word that says it shouldn't be that way. You don't want a messy house. You don't want a messy office, and you don't want a messy creation. And as you know, creation is not messy at all. There's this creation of the first day, of the second day, of the third day, etc. Creation is very well organized and very well understood as being organized. But this first pasuk says, it was a mess. And not only was it a mess, there was choshech al it was dark. So before creation, when there was still a mess and there was Ruach Elohim, Ruach Elohim, I mean, all these words can be translated, but that doesn't mean they can be understood. You have to understand, you have to be able to understand that. The ability to translate and the ability to understand is not the same. Not the same. It's not true that every word has a kind of corresponding word which is easier to understand. So if the Pasuk talks about Ruach Elohim, it's okay to be uncomfortable, surprised, unable to pinpoint what the Pasuk is saying. The Ruach Elohim, it hovers, the Ruach Elohim that we don't understand hovers, Al Pedeha Maim. So, with this puzzle, we know that 
before the order was imposed on creation, there was Mayim. There was Mayim. i like, where was this Mayim? Alpinea Mayim? Sounds like every place. Sounds like there was water every place that they could be. Alpinea Mayim. So you could say, you could say that what was the punishment that HaKadosh Baruch Hu imposed on the creation at the time of Noah? What was the punishment? The punishment was that it went back to ante, before creation, before order, before the first day, the second day, the third day, etc. There was just water. Noah in the Teva, the window is closed, the door is closed. He lived in the water that preceded creation. How do we know that, that it preceded creation? So let's look again. Let's look at, at the uh, at the Psukim. Rashi, Ruach Merachefet. You see that Rashi, the Spirit of God hovers. Kisei HaKavod Omed Ba'avir Umerachef. What is it referred to? What's hovering? Kisei HaKavod. The throne of God's honor. Al Pnei HaMayim. On the face of the waters. The Ruach Piv. Shalakadosh The spirit, the wind, the, the, the exhalation of God. Uve Ma'amaro. And the words that he said. And then Rashi says. You see those words? I mean, Rashi. I mean, what is Rashi talking about? Yonah. What is he? Shtubarain. Something that's not relevant. Okay, Rashi is the Kisea Kavod. Okay. I may not know this, and I may not know that, but I understand that it could, you know, in the not knowing, that there's a world of not knowing which I'm proud to be part of. When the Rashi says, that the word is chosen because it's like a, 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 a that kind of bird that is hovering over its nest, with the children, I mean, what's it got to do? What do we, what do we got? What does one thing have to do with the other? Ruach alukim rachefet. So I say, Ruach alukim, okay, kisei akavod, kisei akavod. Ruach alukim. They should forgive me for admitting that I don't get it. But I know that it is an exalted comment. I know there's something special about it. And then Rashi says, Merachefet, Merachefet, Kiyonaha Merachefet Alaken. It's just like, what's it got to do with the Yonah? I mean, okay, it's true, the Yonah. So it's like a helicopter is Merachefet on the heliport. Okay, what's it got to do with, with the creation of the world? There is no Yonah. That is yet that has been created. Pasuk Zion, Pasuk Zion. Vayas Elokim et Harakia vayavdel be Ramayim Hashem itachad Harakia be Ramayim Hashem ialarakia. 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu made a rakia. What's a rakia? Rakia is like a, a divider. I mean, there are other words that you could use, but let's say it's a divider. And that divide differentiated between the waters below the rakia, the divider, and the water above the other rakia. And that's what happened. And there was a rakia. There was a rakia. So the word vayabdel appears in the pasuk. Vayabdel means to differentiate. To differentiate between the waters above and the waters below. So that one of the words that is used to imply creation, creation, is Vayavdel. You know that uh, the Kabbalists speak of Aleph, Bet, Yud, Ayin, Abiyah, Amira, that God created. The words that are used, the verbs that are used to story of creation to imply creation, Aleph stands for Amira. Vayom Elokim Yihiyor. Biyah, Bet, Abiyah, Bet is Bara. God created created things. How he did it? You have to read Rashi, you have to read the Ramban, you have to read the Rambam, but you'll know how God created the world. Then the Yud is Yitzirah, Yitzirah, and Ayin is Asiyah, to make, to do. These are all the verbs that are used. The one, the verb that is not included in this kind of reference point the word that's not included is vayavdel. I mean, after all, before the vayavdel, you had one situation, after vayavdel, in a separate situation. It was before vayavdel, everything was covered by water. After vayavdel, there was water and there was dry land. There was both. So creation of a different order, even though for us, it's creation. It was the creation of dry land. It was, it made... Uh, life possible. So we have to understand that Vayabdel is also a word that implies creation even though it, in certain models it's not included. Because Vayabdel doesn't mean something new was created. By Vayabdel said that well, let God move things over a little bit. Move the water, made an ocean, and then what was left behind was dry land. And the dry land was where we lived. Was where we lived. Okay. Here, Pasuk Tetva, Yom Elokim, Yikavu Amayim. The water should come together, Mitachad HaShamayim. The waters that are under the land, right? In other words, there's a vayavdel between the waters above and the waters below the rakia, and then here there's another pasuk that says So there's vayavdel and then yikavu vayavdel to to separate the waters above and the waters below. Okay. Okay, then one more pasuk. 
One poor pasuk we cry lo kivle abasha eretz we cry amaim karayamim vayalokim kitov karayamim Rashi says valo yam echadu. It sounds like there's one big ocean. Yam echadu. So why do you say yamim plural? Eleino dometa am daga ole min hayam vako letam daga ole min hayam baspamia. Okay, I, I guess I guess uh, I don't know exactly what Rashi means. I know what it says that Yamim. What determines the fact that there are two seas and not just one? As it looks like, you look at a map. It looks like all the water is somehow connected to all the rest of the water. seems to me that if you think about it, I mean, we saw it the last week's parasha, that, that HaKadosh Baruch was unhappy with the result, or it seems that God was unhappy with the result of creation, because free choice enabled man to be wrong, to do the bad thing all the time. And by doing the bad thing all the time, by doing the bad thing all the time, they deserve the punishment and they receive the punishment. But the punishment was not the total extinction of the world. The punishment was rebuilding the world, making the world again in perhaps a somewhat better way or in a manner that would guarantee the continued existence of that world. And so, so Noah who may have been privy to this. I mean, it's hard to imagine that Noah could have built the Teva, brought all the animals and his family into the Teva, and understood that he was saving humanity in some way or saving the created world in some way and didn't wonder what exactly was going on. What was going on? And Noah wanted to know whether the world was saved, whether the world was saved. So he had a plan. So how is he going to know? He says, well, everybody knows that Ra the evil side of things is represented by black and that the good side of things is represented by white peace so noah said let me send the black out and see and see how he does see how the blacks are i mean noah was not interested in leaving the teva at that time noah knew that God, when God decides that he should leave the Teva, just as when God decided he should go into the Teva, he told him, go into the Teva. So Noah knew that when the time came to leave the Teva, that had nothing to do with sending the raven out to scout out the land. But he wanted to know how Ra would do in this new world that was being created. So happily, 
for Noah. This new world, this new world was just not the place for the raven. For whatever reason, whatever reason, he couldn't tear himself away from the saving graces of the teva, of the ark. He had to stick, he had to stick to that ark. The Yonah, the Yonah, the representing white, representing white, the Yonah was able to fly in this new world, the world where the waters had subsided, the world where the waters had subsided and made a new place to live. And so, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Vayavdel, and Yikavu Hamayim. And so when it came to the waters, right, the third thing, first the Orev is Ra, and the Yonah is Tov, and the, uh, and the waters covering the land was, and then it subsided, and then Vayavdel, and Vayikavu took, part. So Yonah knew that he was part of the recreation of Noah. the creation. The Noah. Crea- Noah was part of the recreation of creation. The recreation of creation. And so Noah understood. Noah understood what he was and what his responsibility was. And that even though the Ra would still exist in the world, it would not have the potency that it had in the past. And Noah would be able to consider a successful rebuilding of things. That was that was Noah. And, and so we see it in another Pasuk in Paragzayan Pasuk Yitchet Vayikbiruhamayim Vayirbuma Odala Aretz. The teva went along, bobbed up and down on the face of the waters. What do you mean on the face of the, of, of the waters? Where is the face of the waters? Where is it? The second pasuk in the Torah, and the Ark of Yonah was also Alpinehamayim. And so you see that this idea that Yosef is, that Noah is a new start, he's the new beginning, he's the new world that is created, but the new world is actually a refraction of the old world. It's not entirely new, but it's also a continuation, and therefore Alpinehamayim appears before the waters subside and the dry land emerges as in Yikavu Hamayim in the first attempt at Breshi. There's one more pasuk that I would like you to, uh, that I'd like to mention. Uh, the pasuk of Ayikra, Perikbet, pasuk Yudgimel, Pol Karban Minchatcha, Bimelech Timlach, everything that you make that's a mincha. A mincha is a meal offering. It's a, a, a non-animal carbon. It's a carbon of something that you, that you bake. 
minchatcha b'melech timlachin. So there's a mitzvah, or the halacha is that you have to put salt on it. Velo tashbit melech brit elokecho miyad minchatcha, and do not allow it. Do, do not deny its place. Melach, the melach, the salt, brit elokecho me'al minchatcha, the covenant that you make with God, me'al minchatcha, al kol korban takriv melach. And therefore, you have to have salt on every korban that you give because the salt represents the brit. There's a brit of melach. There's a brit that has something to do with salt, right? Brit elok, brit melach, brit elokecho, and this covenant is between you and God. Al kol korbanecha, takriv melach. So Rashi says, Rashi melach brit, shabrit kruta lemelach, misheshit yemei bereshit. This covenant is established on the salt from the six days of creation. She uvtach hamayim atachtonim likarev b'mizbeach b'melach. That there's a promise. This is what Rashi says that the Mayim Atachtonim, the waters that are collected in the world, in the, the our world, Likarev B'mizbeach B'melach, that the waters will be sacrificed with salt, V'nisuch HaMayim B'chag, and Nisuch HaMayim, this special kind of uh, libation of water, is done on Sukkot. It's done on Sukkot. The, that's Rashi. Rashi is not perfectly understandable. It's hard to understand what Rashi is talking about. But there's a commentary found in the Tosafot. Tosafot, you know, are relatives of Rashi and the followers of Rashi. And Tosafot Arosh in the Tosus Arush on, on this Pasuk, uh, we found the following comment. When God separated the waters, the lower from the upper, right? The Rekia. You remember there was a Rekia. Ga'ar Ga'ar Ga'u they cried out uh, desperately that they were going to be, that the waters in the lower waters would be they'd be in an unclean place, the world, the world of Noah, the world of other Marishon. Terrible. Akadosh said to those waters, quiet. Va'ani alechem et I will give a special command to libate the water in the lower world. and they said, No, that's not good enough. We want to 
libation, ki einam ki im pamachat bishana, because because that the suchamayim is what you do on Sukkot. It's only one time during the year, even though Sukkot is seven days, but it's one time, one time of the year. Ki im pamachat bishana, vekarat laim hakadosh baruch hu brit sheyim lechu hakorbanot and hakadosh baruch hu said to them to the water that there'll be salt, will salt the sacrifices. Shedermar al-kol korbancha takriv melach. Velo tashbit melach. You should not be afraid of the of the melach. So according to this interpretation of what Rashi says, the melach that comes from the waters is something that is used on the on the korbanot. It's used on the korbanot and somehow HaKadosh Baruch Hu agreed agreed that the that the water that is in the lower that is under the rakia, which is in a makom of Tuman a place that's unclean where people do ra where people act against the divine will the somehow the salt will compensate the salt comes from the water, the salt is used on the korban, and that raises the level, that raises the level of the, of the korban. So we see that, I think we see, that the creation, the recreation of the world is somewhat more complicated than the creation of the world. Because the recreation of the world was about allowing, allowing Ra, but making sure that the Yonah would be ultimately victorious and that the waters in the lower part of the created world would achieve a significant level of Tahara purity